You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page, appreciate it if you like and follow also join our discussion group on facebook called after the shadows we have a twitter feed please follow us on twitter it can be found with at podcast underscore from follow us on instagram at from the shadows podcast we have a youtube channel go to the search bar on youtube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. So so how last, last, last week we started out, you know, giving a shout out to one of our English uh, listeners. Am I saying that right? Is he English or, or are we all English? No, we're all American. We're American. We're American here. You know, He's English, they'll, okay. they'll say Anglo-Saxon. I mean, that's, well, well, I, I'm going to get on a touchy subject here, but. It ain't going to be touchy to me, but I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, Jason there. Jason could be both. I mean, Jason could be uh, uh, English-African. I mean, I don't know if that's a, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a term, but 
but you know, British, is, British, is British, it, African, or something. Is, isn't that just? Isn't that just Jamaican? Isn't that just Jamaican English African? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I met a couple people from Africa. I guess there are some British ties there. Well, yeah. They, oh, yeah. There's all kinds. Yeah. yeah, there's all kinds. Yeah, but what I, I there's a lot of Africans in in how do I say this? It's been my experience that the blacks, I'm going to use a term that they don't like to use mm. in a lot of places, but the, in, in Britain, consider themselves British. They don't say British Africans or African Brit, uh, Britons like they do in America, where they say African Americans. I don't I know, know. That's why. stupid. I don't know. I, We're I, Americans I don't here. Know. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know just what you're talking about. Yeah. They always got to have that little segregation adjective on there. Even though we're all, we're all Americans here. Right. And, and I'm just going to shut up right there because I went to a historically black university and where, where we, if in order to get a bachelor's degree, you had to take, I think 16 hours or 12 hours to time of, uh, African, you had to do, I'm trying to think, 12 hours of African-American history, and then you had to have another six or nine hours of of what they call it, something else. And so I, it just puzzles me. Once I got to Europe, especially, well, most places when you're in Europe, for some reason, the, the, they're not studying, the, you know, they don't, they don't identify as, as, you know, sometimes they'll do French Algerian, I guess, maybe a little bit. But, but you know, the, the black people in French don't say, I'm African French or I'm a- or African British. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the, that's all about. You know, right. I don't know what that's all about. Right. So we'll just leave it at that. So Grover knows. Well, back, he knows all. Well, back, well, back to the truck driving story. <laughs> you know, hey, I got a black truck driving story. Okay, I got a black truck driving story. Now, hey, where I grew up, there's a... There, he's still here. He's older. There was a, we had a deputy named Freddie. I'm going to leave his last name out. People know who he is. Went to, he went to grade school, grew up with my dad. He's about my dad's age. And I mean, uh, you know, we call him country black here. I don't know. You know, we have these black farmers still, right? They just, they live out in the country and they've been farmers for a hundred years. So, but he is a deputy during the week. He's actually a bailiff. Now, you know guys know what the bailiff is, right? Oh, yeah. He's a bailiff. And on the weekends, he's a part-time tow truck driver. And just actually, he's retired from both of them now. But back, you know, in the in the 80s and 90s, I mean, he was a pillar of the, I mean, just people knew him, right? Everybody knew him. And tough. The only person I, and you know who TC was on Magnum P.I.? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Think of that, that guy, character. Yeah. but a better looking face. But I mean, I mean, built like uh, yeah. I kind of like in our like dyna- brick. I mean, well, in our dynamic, you're kind of Rick. Uh, Jason's TC, and I'm obviously Thomas well, Magnum. I was just thinking. I mean, so, <laughs> hey, so he, when I got to be a deputy, now he was in the adjoining county, but he drove a tow truck in our county. And, and the chief deputy who, who I worked for, who also went to school with my dad, you know, 
everybody treated this guy like, I mean, I want to say royalty, but he was the, the last man you'd ever want to cross. And sometimes it took young cops or young troopers to realize that that dude was the most respected, not only law enforcement guy, he's one of the most respected dudes around, you know what I mean? Just as a human being, right? So when I first started, he seen my name tag one day, we got to talking and of course, he knew my dad and everything. And from after then, I just, I, and I don't know what we were joking about, but he said, hell, I'm practically related to you, which is a whole nother story. I don't want to talk about some of my uh, family like that. But anyhow, uh, I, so I used to call him Uncle, Uncle Freddie all the time. So fast forward about five years later, I get on as a state trooper and they send me to uh, a town in kind of north central Missouri, northwest and northeast central Missouri. And our little office was inside the sheriff's office in jail combination. And I pulled in with my FTO one day and I said, and I seen Freddie's because not only did he do bailiff stuff, but he would do prisoner transports, you know. And he always got a he always drove new Caprices back in them days in the eighties and nineties, Caprices was the car to have, you know. So and the sheriff always giving uh, the Calhoun County guy, a sheriff always give him a, a new, you know, when the new cars came in, he always give Freddie one. And so Freddie always had these uh, Chevy Caprices and he always kept them real clean. And he had his license plate number. So when I pull in my FTO. My FTO don't know me from Adam, right? I just graduated from academy, moved up here. He's known me for about a week, maybe two weeks tops. And he's a straight arrow dude, right? And I'm, I can be kind of loose. So we pull up and park, you know, there's a uh, parking space that says state trooper. You know, there's like two or three that says state trooper and then two or three that says deputy. Or, you know, they have like reserved spaces, mm -hmm. and, you know, where the police all park. So we go pulling in there and I see Freddie's cop car there. So I know he's there to pick up a prisoner. So I just nonchalantly tell my FTO, hey, it looks like my uncle's here. And he goes, your uncle? I said, yeah, my uncle works down at Calway. He's bailiff and does prison transports. And after he goes, well, you have to introduce me to him. I said, okay. So we go in and of course he sees me. I said, I want you to meet my uncle Freddie. And when I, this is going to sound bad. I don't know how to frame it, but when I say this guy's black, I mean, he's black. And my FTO is speechless. I mean, he, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know what to say. You know, this is my uncle. And, and, uh, and of course, Freddie puts his arm around. He says, "How's it going? How you doing up here?" Blah, blah, you know what I mean? Just you know, we just have a joyful conversation, and and it puzzled my. So finally, about two hours later, my uncle or my FTO's finally say, "Is he is he your uncle by marriage, or or you know, because he's puzzled about this? Is he your uncle by marriage?" Anyway, I said, "No, I think he's my dad's blood brother, as far as I know. That's the way they were raised." <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> He said, well, you got a, they got a different last. You got a different last name. I said, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just one of those things. <laughs> Don't ask questions. But yeah, tow truck drivers. That's why I just started. We had another thing up there. That's what I started to talk about was the tow truck guys. We had a total time tow truck, and, and the the cars are so brittle now. But back when I started in the early nineties, late yeah ninety one, I guess I went police academy ninety one. We had these guys that had twenty year old tow trucks, so they were from the seventies, right? Mm -hmm. and we oh had yeah, this, yeah. We had this old tow truck driver called. We called him Kamikaze Joe, and <laughs> well, I, I imagine he earned that name doing something. 
you what? Probably the way he drove. Probably the way he drove the tow truck. We're talking about. Hey, it wasn't the way he drove the tow truck. It was the way he hauled people's cars. So we used to say, you know, if it wasn't total in the accident. He was good. Joe was going to tow it, right? So, and then they, when they started coming up, all these rubber bumper covers, you know. So he would roll up, smoking, you know, three. He'd smoke three cigarettes, trying to figure out how to back up to a car. You know, be a little slit slide off on a day like today. We have a little skiff of snow or something slow, and he had this these crappy old Ford, you know, from the from the early seventies, two wheel drive tow trucks. Not like today, you know, the tow trucks they roll out now got you know, chrome wheels and big turbo diesels, all that stuff. These weren't nothing like that, you know. Right. These were like the one in the Clint Eastwood them guys got in the Any Which Way to Loose. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> <clears throat> and he'd roll up and take his big J-hook, and he'd try to, like he's trying to snag a fish or something, he'd try to grab something underneath the bumper, tow his car out, and he'd walk back up here, turn the PTO on, hit the switch, and jerk these plastic bumpers completely off these new cars, you know. Boom. <laughs> then he'd go back and had to put it in neutral, put the PTO neutral and drag out another 30 foot of cable and try to hook someone else. And uh, I remember the first time I went to a car in the water call and this gal, uh, uh, the evolution of the safety lock, you know, when your car's in gear starts to move, you'd put it like my Chevy truck. I think as soon as you put it in gear, it, it locks, doesn't it? I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So this girl had a new, pretty new minivan and she was driving up Missouri 15, just North Mexico, Missouri, and she hit a deer and she oh, stops and she, and she gets out to look at this thing and she didn't put it in park. Oh boy. So it starts rolling down this gentle incline. Well, she had closed her door. So as soon as it started rolling, it locked and she's running up beside it, trying to open her door and can't do it. You know? <laughs> oh okay. man. Okay. So she's got to watch this car just gently go down the shoulder and then work its way off the road and went down an embankment into this water and not very much of a water, but enough to get, you know, enough to start filling the car up with water. Oh my God. So <laughs> we called, you know, we call the record of the day, you know, cause they're on this list and they take turns and Kamikaze Joe comes out there. <laughs> and pulls all his cable. I, I mean, I remember like it was yesterday. He said, "I smoked a cigarette." Man, I don't know. God, I hate to get wet. <laughs> I said, "He said they're going to total us anyway." I said, "Yeah, how you gonna hook it?" He's, "Oh, I'll just, I'll get something." So he's, he's got his hand on the back window, and his feet are on the bank. You know what I mean? You can imagine like two feet on want, the dock because he don't want to get wet. He doesn't want to get wet. And he finally gets it hooked. He goes, I think I got it hooked good. And he said, I really need to open the door. And I said, why do you need to open the door? And he said, well, if you don't, all that weight of that water's going to collapse that car. You know what I mean? It's a minivan, so it's got, you know, what's water weigh? Five and a half, six pounds a gallon? I don't remember, but put a thousand pound, thousand gallons of water. Or what? I don't even know if you could hold that. Put 500 in there and you put 3,000 pounds in this minivan in the weight. And I said, well, you can open it. And he goes, nah, they're going to total it anyway. So he goes ahead and, and two things happened to this woman. And she's bawling because this is her pride and joy minivan. That hook he got right back here on the, on the you know, their front-wheel drive van. So that back axle is just kind of like a tag axle. It's kind of, you know, it just hang there, right? Mm -hmm. Well, about the weight 
two things happen. It almost pulls that axle out from the right rear of this minivan. <laughs> and the other thing is when it finally comes out, it's got all that water, and it's like a low rider. I mean, it's like a San, San Diego minivan <laughs> of this entire up this entire embankment back up to the road where he finally opens the door and lets all this water out. And it, 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 it was like a spring that had collapsed and never come back. You know what I mean? So it stayed two inches off the floor. Truck drivers. So I don't know. I was going to start telling these. The reason why it sticks in my head is my, my transmission finally went out on my, I got two trucks. I got my old truck and my older truck. My older truck at 378,700 miles. My transmission finally started going out last week. I had to have it towed. 300 did Kamikaze Joe? No, I'm sure he's gone. No, I, I, you know, I called the dude. It's funny to say it because I called my brother and was, and was telling him what was going on. It was, it was, it kept going in what's called limp mode, you know, because they're computer generated now. So when you start having issues, they go into limp mode to keep you. This what goes? Information. No, wait a second. What goes in the limp mode? This sounds like your problem. Jason might start to have on you know at night with his. No, there's no blue pill for this. Your ECM, your electronic <laughs> control module on on on, and starting with OBD twos and threes onboard diagnostics. This is way too much mechanical stuff. It. A lot of times they'll go in limp mode to keep you from. You lost, hey, you, you lost me a up. transmission going out. That's way too. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, what happened is I hardly ever drive this. It's an old. It's the last year the old body style, what they call CK style trucks. So your viewers that are truck guys, know what I'm talking about. It's 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 a K3500. So it's a four wheel drive one ton, single rear wheel. Um, Just a just a plain truck, man. Hand crank windows. It's got tilt air and cruise with hand crank windows. And I usually just pull my bass boat with it, or when I got to haul something, it's got an eight foot bed, so I can put my four wheeler in there and close the tailgate. Well, I had it parked up here. I live on an eleven acre estate out in country that's full of rodents and squirrels and such. And I go to start it one day, and it's it's idling real high which shouldn't happen on a later model truck like this because it's computer controlled. So I pop the hood and these chipmunks have built this giant nest <laughs> <laughs> right up on top of my, where in an old car, your carburetor sit, you know, where you're throttling. Oh yeah. yeah. It's oh, got yeah. all these. So anyway, it's got this flat four plugs going into my ECM, my, uh, or not my ECM, but my, my, uh, TPS or something, my throttle position sensor. Anyway, they, they have eight into my wiring harness on this thing. They have pulled insulation down from the bottom of my hood. And they have brought acorns and twigs, and it's 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 glad it didn't catch fire. Why well, I said it let there and set it warm because I kept thinking it'll it'll go away when it warms up, and I'm glad it didn't catch fire because it smelled like you know peanuts or you know chestnuts roasting on open fire when I got when I got it open because it's so I got all this stuff cleared out. I had to go to the junkyard, find one like it, clip the end off, put it all together, get it running. So then it started acting up on me. And then I took it to a transmission buddy of mine. And he said, well, you know, when the throttle position sensor goes out, electronics, electronics can cause this thing to shift erratically and you can burn it up, up by driving it. 
if it's not corrected. So anyway, I halfway corrected it, but I kept driving it because I was hauling some lumber and some, I built a deck, so I was hauling some lumber stuff, and I guess I, I burnt a transmission out. So when I needed, to, I was with my brother, I was calling my brother, and he said, dude, just call the damn tow truck. <laughs> call Kamikaze Joe. Yeah, we didn't call, we called the dude I, I went to rode the school bus with, his kids driving a school bus, and that's a whole nother, or not school bus, but a tow truck. I rode the school bus with this kid's daddy and, and so he said hey you call this guy and I called him up my, he said where'd you get, had to get my number and I said why well, you used to ride the school bus with your dad oh okay I'll come right over and he come right over and towed me and anyway so, I don't know where I'm uh, you know what that's the great thing about a small town right it is you know it, you it, get it is service. Get better service when you're in school bus. Somebody's dead. Well, you know, what he told me, he says, hey, I can't do it till 2 o'clock, and I'm sitting on the side of the road, right? I said, what do you mean you can't do it? Because what, what was weird about it, if I shut the truck off, what would happen is if I shut the truck off and started it up, I could put it in gear and drive it. It, it would shift through it and fine. But when it was to drive third gear or overdrive, it wouldn't go back into first. So if I stopped at a stop sign, I had to put it in park, shut it off, start it back up, and start all over again. Because I oh, had the upshifts, but I didn't have the downshifts, if that makes sense. Yeah. You so, lost me at, you lost me a transmission. So he says, <laughs> Well, that's because, you know, that, hey, when you got training problems out in Cleveland, they're different than training problems here in the Ozarks. I guarantee you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't want to get into that. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details